Thank you for listening to the Desert Road Community Church podcast. If you would like to support Desert Road Community Church, go to www.desertroad.church and select the online giving tab. Now, let's join Pastor Dave Prosser as he gives this week's message. You know, I have the logo up here. and If you look at that logo, when we, we got together as a leadership team, over three years ago now, probably three and a half by the time we got together as uh, three couples, and uh, funny how that came together. <laughs> the three couples, we were all ten- attending another church locally and just felt like one big thing is we weren't getting fed. We weren't getting fed from the Word of God uh, to grow us, to change us, to motivate us. Okay, okay, I'm speaking for myself, so y'all may be, okay. And uh, so one day I remember at this church, standing in the lobby of the church, and uh, John was there, and I, I sort of whispered in his ear, man, John, I'd sure like to start a church one of these days. You know, I'd, I, I had never planted a church before. Whenever I've gone into ministry, uh, with a with a church it was an established church and I just walked in uh, as the pastor of that church and uh, so I never really planted a church before uh, that's something new and so that sort of just sat there for several months several months and then uh, yeah, I think I've told you this uh, John and, and Terry and a few other folks made a trip to Sturgis and uh, Terry in particular was impacted by the Alliance Church up in the area and the people there and their warmth and their uh, receiving of these motor- this motorcycle group who they didn't even know, you know. And uh, John had been telling him, well, that's the way the Alliance is. <laughs> that's the way Alliance people are. And uh, so on the way home, Terry whispered in John's ear this time, so not me whispering in his ear, but Terry, and he said, when we get back, we've got to talk to Dave and we've got to start a church, <laughs> plant a church. And so the three couples, we sat down and we started talking about things. And one of the things that we wanted to do was come up with a logo uh, for our church. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had to design a logo for anything. Uh, I had never had to design a logo, but John knew some contacts. And there's people out there in this area, this thing in the world called the internet. Have you heard of it? You heard of the internet? Well, there's people out there that design logos for groups. And so what you do is you submit your ideas and your thoughts to them, and it's like a handful of, I'll say artists, because I think they are, and they submit various logos back to you. And this was the logo that we chose uh, as your leadership team. And we chose it because it came right from, we felt, right from Acts chapter 8. And we've talked about this for a while because in, in, in the process also of coming up with a name for the church, you know, okay, now we've got to plan a church. <laughs> what do we want to call ourselves? And again, John led us to Acts chapter 8, verse 22. And I'll put that up here for you, 8.22. And it says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road. And you get this, the desert road. 
that goes down from Jerusalem. So you know that story, that expanded story. God spoke to Philip, sends him down the road, the desert road. Good, you're paying attention. And he speaks to the eunuch. And you know, and the eunuch's trying to understand what he's reading. And Philip says, you understand what you're reading? He says, no. And so Philip is invited up onto the chariot with the eunuch. And he explains the gospel. He explains what's going on there. And so that's how we came up, number one, with our name, the Desert Road Community Church, and our logo, because we see that road coming down and leading to the cross. Uh, we have felt right from day one, even before we uh, opened the doors for the first time, that that verse spoke to our heart and to what we wanted to be as a church, a church that shared the gospel, that impacted people's lives with the truth of Jesus Christ. And then, you remember what happened as the eunuch and Philip traveled down the road? They found a body of water, and the eunuch said, why shouldn't I be baptized? And you see, that plays in absolutely perfect, again, to our heartbeat as your leaders. We want to share the gospel, see people's lives impacted with the truth of Jesus Christ, and then follow in baptism. And that was, that's where we are and where we even started day one as a church. And I, for those, some of you were here on that first Sunday. Kitty was here that first Sunday. I was here. Oh, Terry, Terry, were you here? Okay, Terry was here. I tell you, we had an awesome, that first Sunday, because um, we had been sort of spreading the word a bit, I think we had 36 people that first Sunday. Does that sound right, folks? 36 people that first Sunday. Um, it was, we had a great, awesome time of worship, being in the word, celebrating our church, being planted and going forward. Just a great time. And uh, some of you know Dan and Jan Erickson. They'll be here next week with us. They're coming down to visit for a couple of weeks. They'll be here. And Dan and I were standing in the back, and Dan came up to me and said, Wow, Dave, what a great morning of worship and uh, just getting the, the church going. And as he's talking to me, his cell phone rings. He walks away from me to take the call. And he gets the call that his grandson in the military, stationed in Hawaii, was killed in an accident. And at first, your mind just goes, whoa, what's going on here, Lord? What's going on here, Lord? We just had this wonderful, fabulous morning planting a new church and worship. And the most awful thing that could happen happened. I remember looking out the front door of the room here, and Dan is on the ground outside bawling his eyes out after what we had just experienced here. Time passed, and one day Dan and Jan as we were walking around, we stopped to talk, chat with them and have a little morning conversation. And uh, I think it was Jan that said, you know, Dave, we've noticed that where we meet as a church, there's no cross. 
And we just sang a song, Oh, the Wonderful Cross. And so they said, we want to change that. And so Dan and Jan commissioned this. In fact, let me put it up here so you can see it. I put it up here also. Dan and Jan commissioned this cross. Uh, they said, Dave, we want a cross. and uh, We don't know how to do that. And so I said, well, how about if I find a hunk of wood? <laughs> I went over to a gentleman that sells all types of wood and got this black walnut piece of wood. And I just sat on a piece of paper and sketched out something that I would have liked to have seen. And I said to Dan and Jan, what do you think of this? And they agreed. I'm, they're the ones that commissioned it. I wanted to make sure they liked it. At the time, uh, a friend was here in the park of one of our residents, and he's a wood carver and an artist. And I showed him that drawing, and he did this. He did this carving of the crosses for us. And so we put, the, we put that out every week. Uh, I think in the, in the time that we've had that, I think I've missed one week where I forgot to put it out, but we put that out every week. In, in honor of their grandson. Uh, and uh, so what a Sunday that was for those that remember that. You know, the Christian Missionary Alliance has a verse uh, that they live by also, and so do we here at Desert Road Community Church. It's found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts 1, verse 8. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Every time I read this verse, and I read it quite a bit, I just get so excited because we are living this verse at Desert Road Community Church. Do you understand? We are living this verse as Desert Road Community Church. As you are a part of this church, you are fulfilling this verse. Think about it again, over the time of our time together, which over two and a half years now, our first Sunday, November 4th, 2018, uh, we're going on two and a half years this November, three years. But I think about that and think of the privilege that we've had. I've seen people receive Christ. I've given an invitation, especially those early months of the church, and people have come and they, they've accepted Christ as Savior. And then what do they do? Again, what did, what did the eunuch do as Philip shared the gospel? Many. We've had 13 people follow in baptism, just like you see Kitty here in this picture being baptized. We've had 13 people follow in baptism from this startup church. Again, doesn't that make your spirit just jump for joy for the, what the work of God is doing in Desert Road Community Church? Right from the very start also, we teamed up with the Genesis Project. This is a picture when we took over some uh, 80 pairs of underwear and delivered it to the Genesis Project. And again, if you've been around, you know, you know the work that we've done with the Genesis Project. Over 200 rolls of toilet paper. You know, I, if somebody would have told me before we started asking the Genesis Project that the homeless people would like to have rolls of toilet paper, I, I, wouldn't, I, would, have, I would have been flabbergasted. I was when they told me that. 
over 200 rolls of toilet paper. Of course, we've given them over the last couple years many cases of bottled water, haven't we? Uh, we've donated some clothes, uh, money. We've given them several hundred dollars of, of cash uh, that they can use the way they need it. And so right from day one, Desert Road Community Church has teamed up with the Genesis Project to help minister to the homeless people in our community. For the last three Christmases, it's been amazing, uh, and we've had just a great time going down to the Canyon State Academy. Uh, I used to call it, where's Terry? I used to call it the Canyon State Boys Academy, but there's girls there too. And so I just call it, is this the Canyon State Academy? Is that the right name, Terry? Any? Yeah, okay, okay, work with me here. Arizona Boys Ranch, okay. So now it's a full-blown high school training center, if you will. I mean, uh, they, they learn uh, some skills to be able to then get out into the world. And we've had the privilege of going down there. This is the group that went down our first year down there. How do I know it's our first year? Anybody? Chuck. Chuck Hagen is in the picture. Some of you maybe have never met Chuck. It's Mimi's husband. Mimi's husband who passed away. Uh, but Chuck went down with us that first year. And oh, what a great time we had here. We were getting ready to go down uh, to the academy our first year. And we had tables set up here and we laid all of our goods out and we started packing gift bags for the boys. Because if you haven't been involved with it, here's what happens. Um, the, the academy contacts us. Are you still interested? Would you like to come down again? When we will again this December, we'll do it again. Uh, we say yes. We usually minister to two cabins of boys. That's why you saw so many boys in that last picture. Um, they give us a list of things that they would like to have as Christmas gifts. And in that is socks and uh, deodorant, shampoo, t-shirts, uh, uh, balls, athletic equipment. We, we've given footballs, basketballs. We gave a, a rugby ball. One boy wanted a rugby ball. We got a rugby ball for him. Um, and so we pack the bags and we take them down. They usually have a Christmas tree set up and we put the bags there. Actually, the first year that we went down, we took all the bags and we also took down two bicycles that were donated. Uh, and we, we gave away one bicycle for each of the cabins for the boys to, to take turns and share. And they, they just love that idea also. And so, again, a phenomenal ministry uh, uh, from Desert Road Community Church reaching out and serving in our community. Another thing that we've done, and uh, we haven't done it in a while, but we're going to. Uh, I'm looking at Mr. Uh, Diamond, and we're going to. Uh, and what it is, is we, it's called Vespers. We've done a Vespers service. We've done two of those. And, um, okay, who can remember what the word Vespers means? That's right. That, that's right. Evening worship. Vespers means evening worship. And where that came from is uh, when Leslie and I were living in, in Minnesota, uh, St. St. Paul Bible College, no, 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 Bethel, Bethel University, um, in their ministry, they had every Sunday night, 
they had a Vespers service. And we would take our youth group from our church down to the Vespers occasionally. And so Vespers means evening worship. And we've had the privilege to do that. Um, whenever we've done, we've done two. And this room gets pretty full of people coming because of the word being spread. And Terry gets up. I mean, this whole front is filled with musicians. Uh, three, maybe three guitars. Uh, the last time we had a violin, some great singers, vocalists, and uh, it's just a great evening of nothing but worship music. And uh, so uh, watch for that to come. So uh, there you go. It's on you. It's on you. Then yeah. continuing our thought about how we as a church fulfill Acts 1.8, uh, you know, it says, you're Jerusalem, you Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Uh, our, our Jerusalem is here with the Genesis Project, with the Academy, and um, Vespers and some things we do. But we extend out also, uh, and because of our contact, our connection, our friends who, when they're home, are here, and that's Dennis and Darlene George. Dennis and Darlene now live in Mexico full-time. This is the uh, picture of the church that they attend, the Costa Alegre Church down in Malaki, Mexico. Um, We've had the privilege, again, going down and setting in. We didn't participate. We just were visitors at a service one Sunday when we were down there, but a great time. Uh, when we go down there on a mission trip, we, we do a lot of painting. <laughs> it seemed like we did a lot of painting, uh, the building and ourselves. You know how that goes. Uh, here's a picture of uh, Wendy and Leslie painting on the exterior of, of I'll, I'll call it a, a housing complex, is that a fair way to, to say, say yes? Okay, that's a fair way to put it. What this is, it looks like, picture a, a, an old style motel, okay? And it's small apartment type size or room. And the migrant farm workers, when the crops are ready in the Malaki area, the, the migrant farm workers come and they actually live in the, this facility. It also has a medical facility as a part of it and a kitchen and a school for the kids. It's a large complex. And so when we go down there, here's again, uh, Wendy's holding the paint. Leslie's up on the ladder painting away. And here's what it looks like when they got finished. You can see how nice that looks. It brightened it up because it was just uh, covered with mold, mildew, dirt. And, uh, and we have the opportunity to brighten it up for even for these migrant workers that are there. Uh, one of the great things also on our trip to Mexico is, is that John and I, John Phelps and I, uh, had the privilege of painting the interior of a house. Now, the, the, it looks bright blue now. That's not the color that John and I picked out. The family picked that color out. Actually, I think the girls did. The daughters of the family uh, picked that color out. They wanted a bright color in their house. It was just bare concrete block walls, and we had to put a sealer coat on them, and let that dry, and then come back and now put the, uh, the blue. D did we paint the ceiling white? Or we just, yeah, we painted that white, and then the uh, walls this bright blue. Also, I was, yeah, right here, that's a, 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 like a, a Chester drawer. Uh, they didn't have a place. Their, all their clothes were just folded up and sort of laying on the floor, if you will. And they didn't have a Chester drawers. And so we bought two of those. 
and a really nice little corner piece for them to put some trinkets on. But here, here's the thing about all this. All this is because of your giving to Desert Road Community Church. You know, your funds help fund the Genesis Project, the Boys Academy, our trip to Mexico, and we're, uh, we're going again, we're going again, and we're going up to the reservation. Uh, that's trips coming together. And so, so there's things that we do as, again, continued outreach, which is the heartbeat of our church, fulfilling Acts 1-8, that you are participating in, whether you go there with your feet or not, well, I almost was going to say, can I say it? You might want to stop that. You go there with your checkbook. You see? So you're going and being a part of the ministry, too. And so uh, here, John and I got to paint this house. Uh, I think John ended up with more paint on him than I ended up on me. And that's saying a lot because I, I had a lot of paint on me. And, but here's the family. Here's the cool family. Eddie Umberto and his wife and their three little girls. And I understand from Dennis and Darlene, those girls are really growing. They really are growing. But uh, Eddie is, is uh, in a wheelchair, I think because of diabetes, and his legs are bad. Uh, but he gets around in that wheelchair. Uh, and just whatever we needed, if we needed brushes or buckets cleaned, he was right there cleaning those buckets and brushes. Uh, we then went into town that night. And Eddie and his wife uh, have a, uh, it's, it's okay, I'm, I was going to use the term food truck, but it's not a truck. <laughs> it's, a, I guess, a trailer. And they set it up, and they, they make fresh French fries, and they sell in the square at night. People come into the square at night in town and sell French fries, and they're really good. And so he even does that. He's sitting there in his wheelchair, and he's, he's even got his little business going to make some money. But... I just wanted you to see you're a part of all this and we're fulfilling scripture and we're fulfilling the heartbeat of what your leadership had as they said we want to plant a church. I want you to see that. If you've never been on a, I'll say an international mission trip, what, what I'm thinking is why would Wendy share all that just now? Because it impacted her. You get that? You see, when we go on an international mission trip, we go, we go, we're, we're going to go up to the reservation. You go to the academy. I don't, it doesn't have to be an international trip. When you get out of your comfort zone and go and step in and help somebody, it impacts you, I'm telling you, more than it impacts who you go and serve. I, I see it all the time. You know, one of the, for me, one of the great joys of being connected with the Christian and Missionary Alliance is the, what Terry experienced up in uh, South Dakota, and that's the connection with other Alliance churches. And wherever we have traveled, we walk into an Alliance church. I think Alva said it the first time, or yeah, hopefully the first time, he walked in to our church. And I know Bob and Robin, who are still traveling, he has said it too. You walk into an Alliance church and you feel at home. You feel connected. There, there's something about the Alliance churches. Um, honestly, we didn't feel that in, in the other church where we were at. But when you go into an Alliance church, 
just that connection of family and togetherness. And what, what I'm thinking about that is when we got this idea to plant a church, uh, John and I, it was, it was not an excuse just to go for a motorcycle ride, was it? No, uh, we, want, we had the opportunity to go up to Wickenburg, uh, to the Alliance Church in Wickenburg, and what we heard was some of the district personnel were going to be there, the district superintendent and a couple other people from the district. And so here we go, we go scooting up there and we walk in and they don't know us. I mean, some know John because he had had a connection with the district superintendent before, nobody knew me. And we sit down and say, hi. This was on a Thursday, we were up there. We said, hi, we're gonna start an Alliance Church. We're gonna start a church on Sunday and we'd like for it to be a part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. What do you say? Uh, they were pretty happy <laughs> uh, that we, were, we would do that and, uh, and that we had a connection with the Alliance. And so they, they, at that very moment, they blessed us as a, as a church plant uh, here in, in Apache Junction. But I go back to my thought about the, the unity and the connection of Alliance churches. And we were getting ready to leave there and uh, Monty, who's the pastor there, uh, came up to John and I and said, oh, what do you guys need? You know, you're starting a new church, what do you need? How can my church help your church? Again, does that sound like the Alliance? Uh, and we said, golly, huh. Would you have a used communion set? Maybe you've got a used communion set. He said, yeah, I think we've got a spare communion set here. It's a little larger church. And he says, now, we're gonna order you a brand new communion set. And this is the communion set that we use whenever we have communion, uh, except when COVID was going. Uh, but this communion set came because of the Alliance Church in Wickenburg. And uh, we have thanked Monty a few times for that. So why have I reviewed the last two and a half years? <laughs> you probably knew a lot of this stuff already, didn't you? One reason I think is to celebrate, to celebrate this plant that happened uh, and is continuing to minister and make an impact in our community and others. It's also to remind us and to celebrate how God has been working through each and every one of us individually and as a group, corporate. And I wrote down something. I wrote this down, but it's not finished. But it's not finished. So I'm reminded of the passage in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. So in this process of all that we've done, today, today we get to commission John and Shelley Smith and send them to another Alliance Church, Discover Community Church in Maricopa. Folks, what a privilege. I know we're, we're all heartbroken that we're losing John and Shelley, but what a joy to celebrate that from this church plant, 
little over two and a half years old, has done all this ministry, and today can say, we're sending them. We're going to commission them. And we're going to give them the power and the authority and the okay to go and be Pastor and Mrs. Smith at Discover Community Church. I thought that would get a round of applause, but I guess. So, I want, we're going to pray for them. So, I don't know if you want to stop the recording at this point, John, and whatever you're doing. So, in all the ministries that we have done through Desert Road, just understand that we are now helping and partnering and doing ministry in Maricopa. See, we're doing it in our Jerusalem, our Judea and Samaria. God's got great work planned for Maricopa. I just know it. And... Uh, and continue to work for us. Father, thank you that we can be a part of that ministry. Thank you that we can be a part of uh, John and Shelley's uh, growing and leading a church. And we can be a part of that and partner with them and assist them wherever they need help. And uh, of course, that comes both ways as uh, they continue to minister and help us. So Lord, thank you for trusting trusting us here at Desert Road Community Church to send forth workers for your kingdom's sake. We commit them unto you and your care. In Jesus' name, amen.